get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Time now for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Sliman Brothers with five St. Louis area locations to serve you. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Right now, we are happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. You can follow him on Twitter at his name, at Chris Kerber. Kerbs, I wanted to start with the obvious coming off of last night's game, and thanks so much for the time. What did you think of Jordan Bennington? Are we, are, do we have a, a goalie controversy on our hands once again? <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty good there. Um, hey, I listen. I don't think, don't uh, ever accuse me of Curbs, not listening to post game. That's he, all I've got to say. As soon as you said that last night, Curbs on post game, BK texted me and said, "I'll ask him tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I, fig, I figured that that part was coming. I, I figured it, that was part that, that that part was coming. In all seriousness, that like the goalie was clearly not the issue last night. Um, that that was just a poor performance starting really starting in the second period and then all the way to the end what's been the theme or has there been one in your mind curbs throughout this four game losing streak? Cause I, I'll just tell you what, what my opinion was on, on the Rangers game. I thought they actually played pretty well for the majority of that one. And it was a fun back and forth between two legitimate contenders. And then over the last few games, it just, they feel flat and I can't really explain why, what have you noticed? I think, I think the two biggest things I've seen is a, a lack of execution and then a willingness to stay with the game plan as a result. Uh, that, that's, that's the one part. There, there were a couple of plays last night that really jumped out to me. And, you know, over the course of watching a team and watching the personality of a team develop to figure out what you really have, I think there's always some signs that tell you whether or not a team is on or whether or not the game isn't exactly where it needs to be. And, and two things there. When Robert Thomas brought the puck over the blue line, goes to the top of the right circle, gets just inside the circle, does the drop pass to Jordan Cairo. When those two guys are clicking, and there's been about 10 games this year where that line had been put together. When those guys are clicking, Jordan Cairo is right there for that pass, and it looks like a great play. But when you've got the separation that they had between Thomas and Cairo, it makes it for an easy play for the defense to kind of, or the forward that's defending, to try and flick the puck away. And that's exactly what Ottawa did. And all of a sudden, that play then looks really bad. Now, Vladimir Tarasenko's off to the other side. He's driving the net because that's where he thinks the puck is going to. Thomas does the drop pass. Cairo doesn't work hard enough to get to where that drop pass should be coming from him. And Tarasenko ends up having to chase the puck all the way down the ice because he thinks it's going another way. And it makes a team just look off. It makes them look slow. It makes them 
you know, look unput together. The other play to me is, and we saw this a lot, and you're going to see this from time to time in a game, but I think we've, we, we've seen this too much in, in some recent games. The puck gets put into the blue zone, the defensemen go, they wait for it, and they've got to hold the puck until the forwards make the line change. Well, by the time they do that, the other team has made the line change too. And you see New Jersey drop all five back games uh, players back into the neutral zone. We saw Ottawa drop all the players back into the neutral zone. Now the breakout play is going, and you've got everybody on the other team already set waiting for it. It makes it hard. And then when you do the dumping, dumping goes to the goaltender. That's like another defenseman. And it just snowballs from there. If the defensemen are skating with the puck and they're moving up the ice with it, they all of a sudden put more pressure on the team because you're attacking, you're coming with some speed, your passes are better. Those are two aspects of the game that tell me that, you know, that really it just comes down to execution and then a commitment to really what is the style of play that the St. Louis Blues need to be playing. Yeah, and Curbs, we were talking last night on post game just about, you know, a couple of times it just looked like a couple of guys were just standing around waiting for the play to happen rather than using the speed and making the play happen. And the one thing I, w- I didn't think of when, when we were talking about that last night is what I heard David Perron mention to Carriker and Smallman this morning talking about how this is kind of this is unfamiliar territory for a lot of these guys that either have never played a full 82 game schedule, like a Jordan Cairo or retraining themselves for an 82 game schedule that haven't played that in three years. Alex, we touched on this a little bit in the post game show. When we talked about the fact that you've got a group of younger players that you have to rely on for the success of this team. And when you go back to the championship season in comparison, Ivan Barbashev was already in his third year. You know, and, and, and playing in, in the fourth-line role. He was playing in a first-line role yesterday. So it shows you the growth over years, how this happens. But when you've got Jordan Cairo, you know, who's who, right, in his first real full 82-game season, that hasn't really done that before. Nico Mikola, Jake Wallman, you're relying on some key guys, and you're going to have mistakes that get made. I talked to Craig Berube about it. He said, yep, you're going to have to make them, but our job as coaches is still to hold them accountable and to get that growth there because we needed it to be successful for the team. This is why it's really hard for teams in transition to get over that hump and start to become perennial playoff teams because you've got to stick with the young guys long enough for them to learn through the mistakes, and there's no, it's like 4-H. You, you learn by doing, right? There's, there's only one way to do it, and that's gain experience. The only way to gain experience, you've got to go in there and you've got to make mistakes. The only way that happens is you've got to be willing to actually sometimes have to battle through those, and sometimes it costs you some hockey games. Look at the, you know, the air in overtime in New Jersey – and Craig Berube said Robert Thomas just didn't cover his guy. So you're going to have moments like that that are learning curves. Unfortunately, this is a team that is poised to win now, poised to compete now, and uh, and those mistakes seem a little bit more glaring because of where the expectations of this team really are. We're talking to Chris Kerber for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Kerbs, the, what I wanted to ask you about is where your, where your level of concern is for this team as we are go- coming out of the – first four game losing streak since early November, because I'm not really all that concerned about them right now. I'm very curious to find out how they respond to this. And if it continues, okay, yeah, then there is eventually going to be reason for concern, but I still have a level of optimism, a level of faith in this team, because I believe in the talent that they have currently assembled. What do you think is a reasonable level of concern for the blues right now? I think you hold off on your level of concern for about another week or two. And, and the reason I say that is you, you're just you're just completing a stretch of playing 13 games where, what, uh, nine, ten of them against have, have been against teams that 
are in the bottom nine or of the league or something like that. It, it's, it's really a crazy number, and you haven't been playing good competition. You're about to get into some really good competition where I think it's seven of the next nine are against playoff teams. So for me, I'm waiting for that moment. I think this team will respond. We saw it against the, the New York Rangers. Uh, um, we, we've seen the way this team can play against those teams. If you go into the next four or five games and your game is still looking this dot discombobulated, then I think you've got some some reason for concern. They're in a dogfight. Their backs are against the wall. And, and and this really is when this team, the characteristic of a Craig Berube team here, seems to have performed its best. So that's why I'm encouraged and uh, and hold off on the concern part. We'll get you out of here on this, Curbs. We just had a conversation about uh, one of those hypotheticals that we love here on Sports Radio. And I actually think you might be interested in this one. If the NHL decided to redraft today and you had the number one overall pick, Curbs, you could have any player forget about what his contract is. Just assume you get him for the rest of his career. If I told you you could have one of these... (laughs) <laughs> the, the current current NHL curbs. Uh, oh, current NHL, sorry. Bobby Orr. <laughs> that is a good pick. I, I, I'm with you there. Um, if you could have Vasilevsky, McDavid, McCarr, or Matthews, who would you take with that first pick? Vasilevsky, McDavid, McCarr, or Matthews? Boy, this is an interesting question because initially I think a lot of people might say Connor McDavid. Yep. And if you go and you and you go look kind of at, at a recent stretch here, like go back over the last couple of years, and Matthews actually has more goals than McDavid. Um, he, he's he's a heck of a talent there. Uh, I, I think, uh, but I still think with his speed and all that, I'm going McDavid. I'll find the other pieces around it. Because yeah, listen, I'll, I'll tell you this real quick. Research will show this. The reason I don't go Kale McCarr is because if I'm picking first overall, my team's not good enough yet. And 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 I need some forwards that can create some excitement that are going to help me get my budgets up at the box office so I can turn around and uh, add more to the payroll. So um, I'm, I'm going forward. Uh, then I'll go defenseman, and then eventually I'm going to find a goaltender because I don't want to ruin a young goaltender with a bad hockey team. You were going down my path, though, there for a minute, Curbs, because I said I think I'd go Austin Matthews because, one, goals are sexy, and, two, I think Austin Matthews has been playing more of a 200-foot defensive style of game. Yeah, but, again, look, if you take Connor McDavid and you put him in a team that has a better defense, that has better goaltending, that has better structure, right? You're 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 going to see the better player. It's 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 just a natural progression. I mean, how long has Austin Matthews had to lose right before he kind of started to figure out the right way to play? And the last time the Blues played the Toronto Maple Leafs, I thought Matthews played a terrific two-way game. Uh, they haven't been able to convince McDavid and Drysaitel that that's the way you need to go. Look, when you've got 79 points and you're plus 14, right? Or you're Robert Thomas and you've got like what? 45, 46 points, and you're plus 10. I mean, think about, and I know the, the plus-minus stat is not kind of the way it used to be, but it's still, you've got 79 points for Connor McDavid. Uh, well, I think 48 of those or something like that have come on at even strength, and you're plus 14. They just haven't committed to, to the complete style of play that they need there. But if you put him in that system, it's going to happen. Carbs, we'll get you out of here on this one. Just give me a name. That's it. No, nothing more. Just a name. Who's your favorite potential trade deadline acquisition for the Blues? I, I didn't ask you anything about the deadline. He thought I, he was going to avoid it. I, I can't believe that I made that mistake. You, you only get to give me a name. No explanation here. Favorite acquisition? Whoa. Wayne Gretzky. Oh, <laughs> Bobby Orr. Well, sorry, sorry, Brandon. I do this to you all the time. Look at the parameters. Um, Bobby Orr. 
Oh, oh hell. Um, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys, I'm a. I want I want to see like a Cal Clutterbuck type player with the St. Louis Blues. Okay, that that's that's been Alex's guy over the last few days. I can respect that. Right, right minds think alike. You know, actually, you know, like uh, um, like Austin from last night, Austin Watson, that type of player, I think could make a huge difference on this hockey team. All right, Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. We'll be listening to you on the call tomorrow night. Hopefully the Blues getting back on track against the Rangers. Pre-game with Alex starting tomorrow at 6. We'll hear the puck drop with Curbs and Joey at 7 o'clock. Curbs, appreciate the time, man. Talk to you again soon. Should be a good one, fellas. Talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely.